you're listening to the Path to Parenthood podcast series. Today's episode is about family building options for men with HIV. Dr. Bradford Kolb of HRC Fertility. The good news is that men living with HIV can safely father children that are biologically theirs regardless of their sexual orientation. Dr. Daniel Bowers, an AAHIVM certified HIV specialist on the American Board of Family Medicine. Through the advances of HIV treatment and care so that we can get viral loads down to undetectable in our men, we've learned that the transmission of HIV through intercourse gets to be almost zero risk. So men now, if they are on long-term HIV medications, have an undetectable viral load, haven't changed their medications for six months, and don't have any other sexually transmitted diseases, they are able to conceive children. Dr. Kolb. Assisted reproductive technologies, basically fertility treatments, has advanced uh, along with the treatments of HIV that have really made this a great opportunity to afford men who are HIV positive to father children. Dr. Guy Ringler of California Fertility Partners. HIV was first discovered in the 1980s, and at that time, it led to an opportunistic infections and AIDS. Fortunately, our understanding of the virus and our ability to treat the virus uh, and the associated diseases has uh, evolved over the course of time. Since the mid-90s, a number of advances were made, both in the treatment of HIV as well as uh, fertility treatments that allow men to safely live with this virus. First, they developed a new class of medications called protease inhibitors that allowed us to create what we now call the cocktail or three-drug regimen. Then we also had a technological breakthrough in the lab that allowed us to measure the amount of virus called the viral load for HIV. And putting these cocktails into our patients allowed the viral load to go to undetectable. So we knew that we had successfully controlled HIV. This was the uh, watershed area that has now made HIV a long-term manageable disease. Part of the process with in vitro fertilization is we now have the ability to take a single sperm and inject that sperm directly into the egg to fertilize it. Whereas in the past, we we had to immerse an egg with thousands of sperm in order to achieve fertilization. The benefit for our patients that are HIV positive is, is that we can take a single sperm where the viral load or the amount of virus that might be either attached to that sperm or in the environment around the sperm is so negligible that the chance of an infection is incredibly rare. Um, It's hard for me to even conceive how we can possibly transmit any kind of infection with uh, the injection of the sperm into the egg. So this allows men who are HIV positive, those with hepatitis, other types of viral infections to safely have children. Rather, you're straight, gay, you're using a surrogate, your partner, Whatever the situation is, we're now able to move forward and provide a safe environment for you to have children where the risk to your partner or your surrogate is negligible 
And the risk to your child is negligible as well. Male donors need to be on HIV medications with an undetectable viral load for a consistent six months before they donate sperm. This means that the regimen cannot have changed and that they have several viral loads over a six month period showing that they're undetectable, which includes a viral load just immediately before sperm donation. There's two significant advances in reproductive medicine in the last 15 years. The first is the application of sperm washing techniques to semen from men infected with the HIV virus. And the second um, relates to the development of highly sensitive assays to quantitate the amount of virus, either in the bloodstream or in the semen. In a sperm wash procedure, we take a semen sample, place it on a test tube through what's called a, a density gradient, centrifuge, which is spinning it, and after the centrifugation, we'll end up with a pellet of sperm at the bottom of the test tube, basically a, a ball of sperm. We remove that ball of sperm and place it in a nut fresh test tube of culture media and allow the sperm to swim up in the bottom of the tube. So what happens is the healthy, viable, normal swimming sperm are gonna to swim to the top and any, any dead sperm, abnormal sperm, cellular matter that may be in the seminal plasma are left on the bottom. So the, any viral particles that could be contaminating the seminal fluid should remain on the bottom of the test tube. The sperm is then separated into two components. One is frozen for future use and a small amount is sent to a specialty lab that checks for HIV. This process looks at two types of genetic material of HIV, both DNA and RNA. And if those tests are negative, that proves that the saved sample is safe for fertilization. The one final step in our process of using HIV-positive male donors with surrogates is to add medication called pre-exposure prophylaxis. Studies have been done on using HIV medications in serodiscordant couples, meaning one's positive or one negative, in which the medication is taken by the negative partner on a daily basis to reduce the risk of accidental HIV transmission. Studies to date shows that the rate of transmission is reduced by 60 to 70 percent in the general population, but in a population that takes it more consistently, it's probably closer to 90 percent. The application of assisted reproductive techniques to men with HIV have been developed to minimize the risk of transmission and we know that through acts of unprotected sexual intercourse, the risk of transmission of virus to the recipient has been estimated between 1 100 to 1 1000 unprotected acts of sexual intercourse. Um, in the worldwide literature today, there have been over 5,000 treatment cycles reported and no one has demonstrated um, a case of infection in the recipients of those washed sperm samples. We will be using HIV medications in a pre-exposure prophylaxis manner to add one layer of security that HIV cannot be transmitted to the surrogate. National studies include those from the United States and those from the Netherlands now calculate that a man 25 years old who has just picked up HIV has a life expectancy of at least an additional 51 years beyond the age 25, which puts him at a normal life expectancy. Not only can they enjoy a long life on antiretroviral therapy, but they can have their own biological child through the application of assisted reproductive procedures. We know that 
uh, combination antiretroviral therapy will significantly decrease the viral load in their blood, and we have specific assays today that can measure the presence or absence of viral particles in the semen, and we can utilize those viral-free semen samples in assisted reproductive procedures such as insemination, IVF, which provides men with HIV a real genuine possibility of having their own biological child. Because we now have a prolonged life expectancy for those who are HIV positive, the interest in HIV positive men becoming fathers has increased because they now know that they can live a long, full life and care for their child, bring them up, watch them get married, and have grandchildren. For men with HIV today, the possibility of having their own biological child is very real and very possible and safe for the recipient of the sperm. I met with a couple the other day in which the husband had become infected with HIV through a blood transfusion over 20 years ago when he found out that through assisted reproduction he could safely have a child of his own without risking infection of his wife, he broke down in tears. I'm really excited by the advances that uh, reproductive medicine as well as infectious disease uh, medicine has brought for our patients. Um, those living with HIV can safely become biological parents. We're now able to offer that dream of fatherhood and parenthood to our patients. Rather you be gay, straight, HIV positive, HIV negative, um, it's, it's really bringing our ability to offer um, equal opportunities to good people to become great parents. HIV, as I've alluded to, is now a long-term manageable disease. But there's hope that we actually may go from long-term manageable to cure. This uh, is now starting to show some signs of improvement in ways to either genetically alter the T cells, which is the HIV home, so HIV cannot find a home, or to activate the HIV resting sites or sanctuaries so HIV gets flushed out, or perhaps finding a new type of vaccine that could make what we call a broadly neutralizing antibody that would neutralize all HIV strains. All three areas are being explored right now, and that is our big hope. This podcast is brought to you by Path to Parenthood, an inclusive organization committed to helping people create their families by providing leading-edge outreach programs and timely educational information. The scope of our work encompasses reproductive health, infertility prevention and treatment, and family-building options, including adoption and third-party solutions. Path to Parenthood is a national, not-for-profit, 501c3 charitable organization headquartered in New York City.